0: Lord Jesus I'm so grateful we're part of that tonight <clears throat> that the dove is leading another lamb lambs of God that are filled with his spirit we'll greet you tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus and it wonderful for us to be able to be together again in, in the house of God all hell is raging around us everywhere sickness all kinds of stuff going on russia just said uh, just a couple of days ago they could send two bombs to the east coast to to the west coast totally annihilate our nation the clouds would be seen from mexico wow but don't you tore up i'm not i'm hiding i'm hiding in my bomb shelter Feathers. Feathers. Amen. Amen. You know, since all this Ukrainian stuff, I read the other day that bomb shelters, uh, certain kinds of them, the sale of them, have went up 400%. And I thought, I wonder how many of them people have actually found the right one. So they're digging down in the holes and the concrete and all that sort of thing. Once them things drop, if there's anything left of you from the concussion, Your flesh will run off like water. There's only one place safe. That's That's in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 I'm glad we're there tonight by the grace of God. Let's um, turn tonight, if you would, to the book of Revelation chapter 5. I'd also like to say to you from Harry and myself and our families, we certainly appreciate your prayers and cards, texts, emails, phone calls, condolences, things like that for the passing of our sister, Cheryl, her service will be this Saturday evening down in Kentucky, so I won't be able to be with you on Sunday because we'll be down there, but we certainly do appreciate it so much. And also, I want to remind you about the prayer line, Lord willing, we'll be having here on the 12th of June. We'll plan on starting service a little later in in the day, probably 2 o'clock, something like that. been hearing of different people coming from different places all over different parts of the States. Got an email today from somebody that was from Norway that was planning on coming. With expectation like that, there ain't no telling what'll happen. Amen. Ain't that right? Yes, we get what we expect, so we come and just trust in the Lord to move for us and move with us. Um as many of you know, Erica had um a PET scan done uh, on Friday and went to the doctor today to get the report. And I'll spare you all the uh, doctor terminology, but there was no bad report, thank the Lord. Um, the situation that she's dealing with in her liver has changed somewhat, the growth itself, and it's made it to word that she is a, a candidate for a different type of treatment, which she'll have to go to Nashville to be able to get. And in simple layman's terms, it would, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a very powerful type of thing, but they've had really great success with it. And uh, if that's God's way of doing it, that's fine. My preference would be he'd just let her come through the prayer line in a week or so, and poof, it's all gone. Yeah. That'd be my preference. But I found out a long time ago he does very little according to my preference. So just whatever his will is and his reason for doing it, we will take it that way but what they want to give her is a liquid radiation they will put it in her body by IV and once this thing develops into this stage where it is it puts out a certain thing and this radiation hones in on this and goes straight to those particular things in her body supposedly doesn't harm other parts of the body and I just said devil you're in the target you know devils do that. Devils are actually quite dumb in some instances. They will do things, and I'll tell you why they do it. They get afraid. They get afraid. I've seen it in casting devils out of people before. And I watch for the spirit of God, but I also wait, watch and wait for that devil to make a mistake because they get afraid. They get so nervous remember the prophet whenever he would call people out and tell them you got cancer and said right back there there's another person got one right over there's another one. Can you imagine when they got back down in hell how they argued and fussed? You know what they are doing? They got afraid. They were scared and they told on one another. So you put the pressure on them and they sure will get nervous and scared. So we just believe in the Lord. So we appreciate your prayers for them. Just wanted to... Share that with you. Let's read uh, Revelation chapter 5, verse 5. Glad to have Brother Aaron, Sister Lydia, and their family visiting with us tonight. God bless you all. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. Now it's not, of course, that God has seven Holy Ghosts or seven... Uh, spirits from himself but the seven dispensations of his spirit and he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne and when he had taken the book the four beasts four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors so I ask you Should you pray? Look what prayers are. Every one of them having harps and golden vials full of odors which are the prayers of the saints. Now what are they praying about? Of course redemption. That's what this has to do with. Redemption. So every one of them having harps And golden vials full of odors. Why in the world would you have a vial with saints' prayers in it? And you've got a harp, which is associated with music. Well, we'll find here a little bit later that they go to singing. And they go to rejoicing. And then a noise comes out of heaven when she goes up. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for the devil has come down to you. And he knows that he has but a short time. Let's bow our heads together. How many like to be remembered before the Lord tonight? You have a need, a request on your heart. Lord Jesus, we count it such an honor, Father, that we could be here tonight. We love you so much. You've been so good to us, Lord. Each of us, I'm sure, if we could testify just of what we know of all that you've done, it would take us many, many weeks and would never be able to really even scratch the surface, I suppose. That's just the things we know about, much less the things that you've done all of our lives. You've watched over us. You've moved for us, no doubt, when we wasn't even aware of it. We know that you're mindful. And Lord, there's one thing that I've learned, and I'm sure that many of these people have learned the same thing. There's parts of your will. I can't say that I understand. There's parts of your will concerning my life, Maybe the lives of those that I love and the lives of those people that I try to shepherd. That I look at and I ponder over it and I wonder about it. And I think, why wouldn't it have been better to do this or that? So when I cannot understand your will, and sometimes your will might even frighten us somewhat. I've learned to trust your heart. Because you've told us, I know the thoughts that I think about you. They are of love and of mercy. Lord, they have expounded from the book of Jeremiah under the New Testament of grace and pardon and forgiveness and all the things that you think about us. They th- are thoughts of good and not of evil. Help us tonight, I pray. May your thoughts be further unveiled to us in this service. And we ask, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the saint said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> Give me a little bit more on the monitor, Brother Josiah. What we've read here tonight is the most sublime of all scriptures. It's something that so resounds from eternity. Many people read it, read over it. Many people try to understand it, try to perceive it. And because they approach it from the intellect of their mind, they just attribute it to something that's not really to be understood, not really to be comprehended, but I beg to differ with that. I don't believe it's placed here in God's Word if it was not for us to understand it. We know from these passages of Scripture that it seems as if though that it would remain in mystery form. I myself, I'm not afraid of mysteries. I don't mind hearing preachers preach mysteries, but the kind of preacher I like to hear preach a mystery is whenever he takes a mystery and when he gets done with it, it's no longer mysterious. Yeah. I have a hard time with the preacher who takes a mystery that's about this big, whenever he gets done with it, it's about as big as his church. So you're trying to comprehend it, and you're trying to understand it, and thinking, wow, that is really a mystery. But it doesn't really do you any good if it's not broken down and gives you something that you can be able to leave with in your heart. Now, it seems as if, though, that John caught up into this realm of vision. And it's hard for us to know exactly when John is here on this Isle of Patmos, what part was happening with him there remaining on the island, and he was moved into the realm of vision, which is a fourth dimension. Or was John actually caught up Into those heavenly realms. Now we know that it happened so was was a prophet that was sent to us in our day. It was also happened to Moses, it happened to different ones, that God would allow them to remain, say on Sinai or Mount Horeb, wherever they were, and they simply were moved into that realm by the realm of vision itself. And then there were some, as God told Moses, I want you to build the tabernacle according to the pattern that was showed thee in the mount. But then he later relates it that Moses was actually carried up to be able to see something that was in heaven. So whether John was actually in heaven when this happened or John was still in a body form, but by vision in the fourth dimension, he was carried up into this. We know that it started unfolding itself, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, but then when it comes to chapter five, it's like the things change from the stage on the earth and John is carried up into heaven. There he begins to see things that not even Daniel or Jeremiah had been able to see quite as clear. And God wanted this to be able to be kept until the last days. Even John, when he started to write some of the things that he heard, he was told to don't write it because it's going to be revealed in the end time. So we know that God then has an allocation of time by which he will allow certain things to be said. It will be looked over, it will be pondered about, teachers will try to to be able to decipher it and say, well, it could be men's, it could be that, could be something else. But when God has a certain time frame on it, it will never really be broken into that time frame. But we are living in the last day when it's going to be revealed. Now John had looked into this when he hears this great cry and it was the sound of one of the elders who is worthy to come and take the book. Well then the heavens were searched under the earth above the earth it was all searched nobody was found worthy. John says I went much because no one was found worthy. Then John hears this voice don't weep because the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. So John No doubt expecting to look and see a lion, but instead he sees a lamb. Now what a strange saying. Why didn't God just say, well, the lamb will do it because this person has many titles. Now, why did not John already see him in the vision? John had already saw into the realm of cherubims. He had already saw into the realm of zooms, which is a different type of angelic creature. He had already saw into the realm of seraphims, cherubims, and zooms, and he had saw the person of God, this bright light, sitting upon the throne, but he did not see the Lamb. Why? Well, the 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 prophet tells us in the Revelation series that the reason he did not see it because the lamb was hid in behind those four living creatures. Now they, of course, four is the number of earthly deliverance. So those four creatures have something to do with God manifesting himself on the earth through these four anointings. And we know in the Old Testament that there were 600,000 Jews that built their dwelling, their temporary dwelling place around the tabernacle of the Old Testament. So they would have divided them according to the tribal banner. And they would sit under each of them, gathered under their banner. And then there would be one major banner on the north side, the south side, the east side, and the west side. Then there would be subcategories that would be gathered there. What were they doing? They were guarding the holy place in the tabernacle. Now, when God come in the New Testament, then he no longer needed 600,000 Jews, but he still has four guards. But they are not guarding the temple in the wilderness. They're not guarding the tabernacle in heaven, but they are guarding the book of Acts. So what do they do? Let's confer with Matthew. Matthew, you are a guard to guard the book of Acts. So Matthew, we're going to ask you tonight about water baptism. We want you to tell us, Matthew, you are the guard of the book of Acts. So what are you going to say, Matthew, about water baptism? Go use therefore into all nations and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. And of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So here is the guard to the book of Acts. Now we'll get into it a little bit later, but the Lord Jesus had dispensational claims Son of God, Son of David, Son of man. He was the heir to the royal grant. He was the son of man in that he come to the earth also to be the son of God and the son of David in the millennium. So Matthew stands there. Now, the Lord Jesus could have plainly said, as he did in Luke 24, 49, that go and teach remission and repentance of sins and remission of sins in my name. Why would he say, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, in Matthew, which is where all Trinitarians go for water baptism? Because Matthew is guarding Acts 2.38, Acts 8.16, Acts 22. So there is a guard. Then you've got Mark from the other side, and Mark guards the approach from another avenue. John guards the approach from another avenue, and Luke guards it from another. You mean, Brother Donnie, God would do that? Well, Jesus, one of the very few times that we have in the Bible, when the Bible actually says that Jesus rejoiced and said, I thank thee, O Father, for thou hast hid this from the eyes of the wise and prudent and has revealed it unto babes. Thank God I'm a babe. Aren't you glad you could be taught by the Father? Now why would God do it that way? God never intended for his Bible nor his revelation to be like picking up a book or the newspaper or going to you know some library somewhere or wherever it is you buy your books or read them whether they're on your iPod or iPad or you know your phone. But God never intended for you to be able to pick it up and read it just by the mind. But he intended to hide himself in the pages of the word and only those who really want to know Him will find Him. Now if you really want to then He's not going to stand there to stop you because you'll go right through that Matthew gate and you'll be baptized according to Acts 2.38. That's why we can baptize people right here in this pool and we can quote Matthew 28.19 and say I baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and we're the only ones that fulfill Matthew 28.19 and Acts 2.38 when we do it. Is that right? Now I'm not just saying our church but all of those that baptize that way. But it is placed there that he would be guarded. So we find that here in heaven that the lamb was in behind those throne guards. So it was hid in the very heart of God. But yet now he's come to a time of of dispensational change. And what is it? It is the opening of the book and the calling of the last name. So this is the last time of redemption. Now let me just show you where we want to go tonight by the help of the Lord. I know that that most of you that's been around very long at all and you read your Bible, you know that there is coming a time of great tribulation on the earth. Our nation, according to the seventh vision that the prophet saw, is going to be annihilated and destroyed. We know that the Vatican will also be bombed, so we know that bombs will play a great, great thing and the drama of the last days it will actually be the atomic warfare that will purge the earth before going into the millennium remember the millennium is the seventh increment of time because God was called out of his millennium when Adam fell so God's millennium was put on hold so in the millennium God's millennium will restart again And people will live for a thousand years on the earth, but yet everything will not be perfect as it will be in the eighth day. There will still be people on the earth that we will rule over. Did not David say in Psalms 2, Ask of me, the of the heathen, and I will give them unto thee for thine inheritance. For he will rule them with a rod of iron. Now, that's not people that wants to obey. But they will be made to obey. This is when the sons of God will come into full manifestation. We will hold back the rain from those who don't come up to the Feast of Tabernacles. Yes, even in the millennium, there will be people that don't see the need of going on to church well we got them today don't we well they, if they don't go up to the house of God then the sons of God will go right over there and tell them alright you wasn't at the feast of tabernacles the last time you are supposed to come up so you ain't getting no rain until you change your attitude and when you change your attitude let me know and I'll speak rain into existence for you amen That's right. Why will they do that? Because there will be people on the earth that will be living there in human bodies. They're not converted yet and they're not in glorified bodies like the saints of God will be. And yet they will live on the earth and they will make their choice. You say, who are they? They are the heathen that never had the opportunity to give their heart to God. So God will not bring them into judgment until he's reserved it to fulfill the prophecy of the book of Psalms. So they will not be judged under the they've been given the right. And once they choose, many of them will choose to join up of course with Christ and many of them will choose to follow the devil. And then we know that the earth will come under a different type of fire. This will be the holy fire from God. This will fulfill of course the fire pre-millennium will fulfill the bride walking out on the ashes of the wicked. But in the eighth day there will be no memory of the wicked. that will be no ashes of the wicked the earth will be purified so deep that all of the great catastrophes rather that remain in the strata of the earth all the different things of the dinosaurs and so on and so on the core of the earth will be burned down so deep it will eradicate all the past memories because remember eight is new creation and the millennium if you would dig deep enough You'd still be able to find the bones of the mastodon or find the bones of a dinosaur because the atomic earth will not be able to go all the way and bring the earth into that new creation image. But in the eighth day, holy fire from God, not from Russia. Holy fire from God will come down out of heaven because the earth is getting its baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that baptism of the Holy Ghost will do to the earth the same thing it done to you. So it didn't just take out half of the world, a quarter of the world, it burned out every speck of the world out of your soul. Amen that's right so that's the hour of course that we're living for but until that time there's still yet things that must come to pass now I know you know that the earth is facing this time of what we identify as the great tribulation which is 1260 days or three and a half years of great tribulation that are left upon the earth but this cannot happen until several circumstances or prophetic events begin to to happen on the earth and the rapture of course being one of them and the beast power coming to the culmination to where Satan's superman will be on the earth and then the chief demon will be inside of that man until the bride goes up then whenever the bride goes up the devil comes down and then Satan will kick him out and Satan will get in and himself but you know that there cannot be a tribulation on the earth as long as there's blood on the mercy seat now what, what we're going through now and have been for the last 2,000 years Satan has been able to be, be able to be all that he wants to be in the sense of the prince of the power of the air and be able to control the storms be able to move in and out of dimensions appear and disappear things like that but yet it will not change from that until he is kicked out of heaven in Revelation chapter 12 that will not happen until the bride is finished. Once the bride is done, not only the bride, but also the foolish virgin. Remember, people teach and believe that many Gentiles will get saved during the tribulation. And they believe and teach that. But that is wrong. Because there will be no mercy, there will be no blood, the sanctuary will be smoking. Amen. The God will only be dealing with 144,000 and they will be converted in a day as it were. So it's not like that. there's a great big revival going on on the earth. Yes, I agree. People will be crying. People will be repenting. There will be people going to church that have not been to church in years. And they will think they are getting saved. And those who are Pentecostal that lean that direction, no doubt many of them will think they are getting the Holy Ghost. People will shout. People will become so emotional. They will cry. They will, my, the churches will pack out, many of them. And preachers will believe it is the long sought after revival. But they are so blind to the Spirit of God, they won't even know the mercy seat is empty. Now, let's establish this from the fourth seal. Them names were put on the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world will come forth just as certain as anything. That's why Jesus sits right there and waits with his mediatorial work until that last seed. Now, remember, he kept using the word last seed, last name, last person. Now, the book of redemption does not, uh, it does not contain the names of the foolish virgin. It is the Lamb's book of life. But over in the book of life are those that will be judged, which is of course is the foolish virgin, and those that are lost. But his main focus is finishing up the last of that Gentile bride. Watch this in Souls in prison, When God takes that last name and redeems it from that book of life, that's all of it. See, there can be no more anyhow. There can't be no more notice again anyhow that's all it's finished. So let me tell you friend if you're waiting around for some type of event and you're going to give your heart to God then and you're going to get filled with the Holy Ghost I'm not sure exactly what you're waiting on but right here is what I'm waiting on. Now I realize a lot of the message folks are waiting for a tent and they're waiting for this and that and the other. Can't you see why Satan wants you to believe such nonsense? The people who believe that do not believe the Lord Jesus can come in the morning. They we cannot believe the coming of the Lord could be before this service is over. Because according to their mind, Brother M's got to have a tent and they got to do this and they got to fly around on an airplane and that's a lie of the devil. And the devil is trying to get message people around that so he can rock them to sleep because like it or not, we got foolish virgin right around this message. Well, it's going to make you mad, but I've got to tell you the truth. Notice again in service where they see Jesus. You see, their names is put on the book of life, the book of redemption. Jesus come to redeem those that had their names in the book. And when that last name is redeemed, the lamb takes the book and walks away. Now notice this date, 11, 12, 63. So this is after the mystery of the seals has already been preached, and yet the prophet is preaching a taking of the book which will only happen that's associated with the names not revealing the mysteries of the seals which happened in March of 63. Now notice there is a literal taking of Of the book by which the Lamb of God will call all of those elect, and with that will come a resurrection. It is not just the resurrection of those in our age only, it is the resurrection on task. There will be millions of them that'll come up. When will it be? It will be when the last one whose name is in. He takes the book and walks away. That's all. Redemption is over, it's closed. Now I want you to notice since the majority of Christendom does not even know very little about this book anyway, They know very little about the true baptism of the Holy Ghost. They can drink and run around and do whatever more and say they've got the Spirit of God. Well, if they had the Spirit of God, it would not let them live like a bunch of devils. The Holy Ghost in you will grieve you when you do something wrong. How many knows that's right? That's right. That's why the Bible, speaking to those who have the Holy Ghost, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of your redemption. It's easy to see that many of the so-called Christians of the day do not have a grieving at all. They can do nearly anything they want to do and claim they're under the blood. This is why they'll know nothing about the Spirit of God being taken from the earth. Once the Holy Ghost leaves this earth, the majority of the world will not even know it. They don't know he's left their assemblies already. Oh, Lord, children, we don't want him to leave ours. I don't want him to leave my life, Brother Rob. I don't, I don't want him to leave your life. We want to keep him here. We need him. Do we not? Notice the last name that's redeemed that was put on the book, that settles it. He comes to claim what he redeemed and it might be a strange time. Did you ever sing? People will go right on preaching. The church will go right on even thinking they're getting people saved. It's too late then, it's all over. The message will go to the totally lost. Just like it did in the days of Noah, seven days in the ark, it did in the days of Sodom. Jesus himself, his third stage of his ministry, went and preached to the souls that were eternally lost, that were in prison, that repented not the long suffering in the days of Noah. And we don't know what time these things might happen. You know what's so sad? Mean the folks that have left the message and they absolutely hate the message, they hate Mother Man I don't care what they say, they hate him. Look at their actions. Do you realize it will be his voice they will hear in the regions of the lost? Part of their torment will not just be fire and sulfur and smoke, it will be the voice of that messenger that they so despise. And a preacher that preached that same message and told them, don't go this way. Don't do that. Oh, shut up. I can't stand you. I hate to hear you preach. They'll hear it again, maybe for thousands of years in their place of punishment. Think of it. You talking about tormenting Try to put their hands over their ears as it was and stick their fingers in their ears and stop themselves from hearing the voice of that prophet that they absolutely hate. It'll be part of their torment. Well, I don't plan on being there because it don't torment me when I hear it. Aren't you glad the message don't torment you? I'm glad I love it, Brother West. I'm so glad, Brother Keith, that I love the message of the end time. Oh my. Notice he said we're trying to get every soul saved so that Jesus can come. He cannot come until that last one, that is the name of the book of life that was put there before the foundation of the world. When that name is called, then the last one, then he come to redeem, to bring back. Redeem is to bring back. When he brings the last one in, he's sitting at the right hand of God tonight, doing his mediatorial work. When that life soul is saved, that was redeemed and seen known by God before the foundation of the world when that life soul is saved that closes the book that closes the book when that book is closed it closes the door of mercy for the Gentiles so, whenever the last name is called and finished, that person is finished. They come through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost and they go through whatever short period of trials and so on that they need to bring them to that state where they need to be perfected, as we would say, then that will close the book of the Lamb's redemptive names. It will also close the door of mercy. When the door of mercy is closed, there will be no more Gentiles saved there will be no more foolish virgins saved there will be no more people who've been waiting for this and that and the other whatever the reason and excuse is to get the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost will not baptize one more Gentile Lord have mercy help us Jesus Notice the prophet said the reason today that there is mercy is because the mercy seat is sprinkled with an atonement blood. And as long as the blood is on the judgment seat, then it's not judgment no more. It's mercy. Because something died to stay judgment. This is why I say the tribulation period could not break on the earth as long as the earth is blanketed by the blood of the Lord Jesus. You understand as long as as the mortals on the earth, they still have the breath of life. Then there's a chance for them to be saved. No matter how wicked, how wrong, you know, all all that they've done. As long as they're here and they're breathing the breath of life, then the earth is covered by a blanket of the blood of the Lord Jesus. This is why God cannot send the great tribulation and the blood be on the earth at the same time. It would not match. It would not match. All hell will break loose when the bride is taken because the blood will go with her. Amen. Now watch this, he said something died to stay the judgment. You see, the blood on the mercy seat is keeping this tremendous severe opening of the vials from coming to pass. This is why the vials cannot happen in our dispensation. But they will tie together under the reality of the opening of the sixth seal. Then all hell will break loose on the earth because the inhabitants of the earth will be dealing with an angry devil. And they will also be dealing with the outpouring of the judgment of God. Now, this is what John saw. And he saw those bowls, or the New Testament calls it vials of judgment. The, the Greek word there is actually a bowl. And it was a bowl of the wrath of God. So it's not just Satan being angry, but the wrath of God. Why couldn't he do it, say, back in the 1500s? He could not do it. The blood blanketed the earth. Why couldn't he do it in Laodicea? The blanketed the earth. Notice this. You remember when the prophet had went to that little restaurant and he saw that woman there and she had her lips all painted up and he saw that police officer drinking and uh, saw them playing the, you know, the different games and stuff that was there. And in his heart, Brother Brennan began to judge those people, which most of us had probably done the same thing. And he began to judge, and this is one thing I love about this man, that he's able to tell us what he done wrong. He's able to tell us when the Lord corrected him. A person can follow a man like that. I know some of the message people can They've got to have a perfect hymn. Well, I hate to tell you, there's only one of them that ever lived and his name was not Branham. His name was the Lord Jesus. Hey, But Brother Branham, the Spirit of God calls him over to one side and he shows him a vision. He remembers the vision. So he calls him over to one side and he goes to seeing this vision. And he sees the earth blanketed, covered over by blood. And then Brother Branham sees sins and here's the Lord Jesus and he sees these sins coming up and whenever they would, they would hit the Lord Jesus. And he said, Oh Jesus, is that the sins of the world? And he said, no them's yours yes, oh he said oh Lord I'm sorry please forgive me please forgive me and remember the vision he dipped his finger in his side out of his blood and wrote on there pardon on his book and then he sold his book and the sea of forgiveness now he said I forgive you he said oh thank you Jesus thank you Jesus he said I forgive you but you condemn them now, here, you know, this opens up something to Brother Branham that apparently he hadn't seen before. I know that choked some of y'all to death, but he was, had to preach what he saw in progression. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, notice this in the law having a shadow. He says, I thought, oh, I see. If that's the reason God can't take the life of those people sinners because they are yet protected. Now listen, they're not protected in the sense that a son or daughter of God is, but as long as they remain on this earth and they're under the protection of that blood, there's that chance that they can be saved. Now, once he says it's like a bumper to the world. I said, Oh, I see, I see, Lord, what you mean. Yeah, the blood of Jesus Christ covered the world like this, and every man, while you're here, you're still a moral agent. And he said, If you reject it, then you die. Your soul goes beyond that. So, of all the billions of people that are on the face of the earth today, they're under this canopy of the protection of the blood, in that, as long as, long as they're breathing the breath of life, they can be able to be saved if they wish to. Oh, you say, even if they ain't bride? Even if they ain't bride. He made a way, if you wanna go there, if you're not even bride, you don't have to be lost. You can be saved if you wish to, is that right? And as long as they're breathing the breath of life, then the chance is here. But notice what happens to him. But he said, if you reject it, then you die, then your soul goes beyond that then you've judged yourself. So when people actually die, as many of them have died around the world this very day, several have died since we've been here in church, and once they take their last breath, the soul leaves their body, then they go beyond the bumper or the protection or the opportunity of salvation. And once they go beyond that, they have judged themselves, I am worthy of hell. I am unfit for heaven. I turn down God's provided way. I am worthy of hell. Oh my. God don't have to judge you. See, if you die without the blood of Christ, you're a sinner and you're lost. If you accept the blood, then you're in Christ and you're protected. Now, whenever then the person goes beyond that, that time, the interval of intercession, of mediatorial work for them as an individual, it is over. Why? They move beyond the realm of mortality. They have no more chance. Even though the mercy seat is still open, it's no longer open for them. We do not believe and preach a purgatory. If you die lost, you're raised lost. Well, praise the Lord. Well, my mama can pray me out. No, your mama ain't got enough power. Nor does Mary. Nor does Joseph nor anybody else. Is that right? But whenever the Lord will lift it now as a whole over the earth, it's not like an individual goes, an individual goes, another individual goes, and when they do, their day of mercy is over. Every day, today, the day of mercy has ended for God knows how many around the world. But one day, the day of mercy for the Gentiles will stop like that. What will trigger it? Him changing clothes move from being the Lamb of God. Then he moves over into the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. So as long as that dispensation of the Lamb of God that we have a claim on him and mercy is there, then a person can be saved. Once he becomes that, now he's moving over into the office of king. He can no longer save the Gentiles. What's this in the fourth seal? Soon he's gonna rise now and come forth to claim what he's redeemed. He's doing the work of the kinsman redeemer while Ruth is waiting. But soon you know after Boaz done the kinsman work. Then he come and claimed his possession and that's exactly what the Bible said he'd done. He come forth and took the book. Then intercession is over. He's off the throne. There's no more blood on the mercy seat. Then what is it? Judgment seat. Why can God not judge the world tonight and actually condemn every one of them to be lost because there's still blood on the judgment seat, which changes it from a judgment seat to a mercy seat? When the blood is removed and the lawyer walks away from the judge's bench. Listen, the Lamb of God is the mediatorial work of the lawyer of God's mercy. And when the lawyer of God's mercy walks away from the judgment seat and walks in behind the court, and we would say, and he comes back out and he changes his garments and he steps out as the king. The angels know it's time for him to get his queen bride he cannot be the lawyer he cannot be the lamb of God and be the lion of the tribe of Judah at the same time then mercy is over then the sanctuary which held the blood now becomes smoky so there's no more blood on the mercy seat to hold back the wrath of God Lord, children, you don't want to be here, I'm telling you. I don't care how hard you have to fight. I don't care what you've got to go through being a child of God. That is mild compared to what you're going to go through if you're left. Notice this injunction time. Many who laugh and make fun and say the days of miracles is past. I love this quote. When miracles happening daily in the believer's life. Amen. That's my God. People who laugh and make fun of miracles and yet real believers are happening daily in our lives. It'll be too late for them, but that day the doors of mercy will be closed and the sanctuary will become smoky. Again, he says, I don't want to be here. Now, what Brother Branham is referencing here is that Brother Neville had preached on the radio broadcast. The tabernacle there had a radio broadcast. And Brother Neville actually took the service and preached on the radio. And they had singers from the church and so on that would go sing. So Brother Neville that week had preached on the radio broadcast. And Brother Neville had said that that whenever the Spirit of God is lifted from the earth, that the religious people of the world are so set in their religious ways, they'll never even know it when it happens. And Brother Branham thought it was so astounding. You can read these couple of paragraphs above this, if you'd like to check me out. Brother Branham thought it was so astounding. Can you imagine Brother Branham getting inspiration from Brother Neville? I can because Brother Brandon believed in the other four folds of the aspect of the ministry. He didn't believe he fulfilled all five. Well, praise the Lord. So, Brother Brandon is now repeating what he heard Brother Neville say. As a matter of fact, he said he thought, Harry, that it was just outstanding, the thing that Brother Neville had. And here, he now he's repeating it again before the people, I don't want to be here when he's not here. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, whenever the Spirit of God is lifted from the earth. I want to be gone then, yes, sir, for there'll be no blood on the mercy seat. It'll be dark and smoky and black. The sanctuary will have no lawyer there to plead our case. So the sanctuary will be emptied out of the blood of the lamb. And the lawyer who has been there for 2,000 years can no longer be found. So there's no one to plead your case. Oh, I'm glad he's there tonight. I know some of you, you may not think you need him. I need him every day. I need him every day of my life whenever I'm sick when I'm weary when I'm afflicted whatever it is I'm going through I need a lawyer there to plead I get ignorant I get lazy or whatever more anybody else here right with me I need a lawyer right there oh glory to God not me I'm perfect no you're not perfect you're just crazy you need the grace of God just like all the rest of us does and we need not a judge we need a lawyer an attorney our defense attorney and we don't have to say one thing all we gotta do is say what he said, and just believe his word and quote his word, and he will stand in our defense. But can you imagine whenever the judgment seat, the blood is taken off and the smoke fills the sanctuary, and you look around, you look everywhere, but there's no defense attorney. All that is left is the judge. Oh God. The sanctuary will have no lawyer there to plead our case at that time. You know the scripture says that the sanctuary was smoking. There was no blood on the mercy seat. Then it's judgment. Notice again in Souls in Prison, he says, see in every way, the world will carry right on. People will still come to the altar. They'll still cry out, but it won't do no good. They'll be gone, see? It'll be over. There won't be no mercy. Now some of you may want to criticize our kids. When they feel the Spirit of God dealing with them to repent and get baptized, I'll tell you what the prophet said at any age, whenever the Spirit of God is dealing with them, let them come. Amen. My goodness, I've not found no quote whether God got to be 25, 35, 45, 85 before they can come to the Lord Jesus. My, if God can deal with them, Lord, General, look around. We've got nine, 10, 11-year-olds that are killing people. That's right. We had a 10-year-old boy just arrested the other day that was threatening to do another one of those murder things in his office school, and they had to arrest a 10-year-old boy. Where in the world are they getting all that stuff? Probably the movies and the video games where they're killing and blowing up people and shooting them, and parents don't think that has no effect on them. Sure it has an effect on them. It ain't like they're hunting a deer or a turkey. They're shooting a man. They're shooting a woman in those video games. What is it? It's nothing but the devil trying to captivate the minds of our children. Our nation has turned God down and now God is turning his back on her oh my Lord help us Jesus notice this he says he that is filthy is filthy still he that is righteous is righteous still he that is holy is holy still there's no more mercy when the lamb takes the book that's it that's all of it. Look, young people, old people, whoever you are, here are not streaming this service. If you ain't got the Holy Ghost, I implore you as a servant of God, don't wait. Don't wait. Well, I, 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 you know, I want to sow a few more wild oats. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. You, who knows if you'll even make it out of this church service. Now watch, I love the way that they asked the prophet this question in question answer 64. You know, the message is God speaking through the prophet to us, question answers is the people with their misunderstandings and their misconceptions of things, asking him the questions and many times things that he already preached. And it'll be much clarification brought to this. Well, what did I say that would make y'all believe that? No, 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 no. That's not right. That's not right. You know, because the people heard it that way or they misunderstood it. Watch this. After the bride is rapture. Will any of the foolish virgin be saved or will they all be lost no see everything will be finished for the Gentile church when the bride is taken from the earth the spirit of God leaves the earth he that is filthy is filthy still he that is righteous is righteous still he that is holy is holy still in other words the sanctuary becomes smoky listen to that, children where the attorney stands to plead the case. Christ leaves the sanctuary. His day of mediatorial is over. The rapture comes. He leaves from the sanctuary, goes forth and takes. Notice when this is preached now, 1964, he's still talking about a taking of the book. What book is it? Amen. He goes forth and takes the book of redemption and claims everything. He's redeemed. There's no more mediatorial work. The bride will go up. Now let's read in Revelation 12, verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now notice what happens when he's cast out. Sort of like it was when he was cast out of us. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation. That's what happened to me when I got it cast out of me. Well, that's what happened to y'all too and you got that devil cast out of you. Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. They are rejoicing. They are having a revival in heaven. Listen why. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Oh, glory to God. Heaven is rejoicing because the bride has already going up. And whenever she goes up, don't you understand? A big lot of his employment is false accusations against us. And as long as we're here in these mortal bodies and we're falling short of the glory of God and making mistakes just being in this body alone speaks that we've not yet been fully redeemed. But when we get a glorified body, he ain't got nothing else to say against us. Glory be to God, glory be to God. We'll have a body that matches our soul then. So when the Lord Jesus consummates that work in the hearts of the elected, then the devil is cast out. If you notice, he don't just sat in the door and say, but you care to leave. Uh, this is kind of a private time for me and my bride. We're going to have our honeymoon now. But he casts him out. Oh, glory to God. So that old devil is cast out. Now I hope you understand, right now he has access into this certain part of heaven. Uh-huh. But there's another certain part of heaven which has been in creation since the last 2,000 years. Not one devil's ever stepped one foot in that part. Why? That's yours. Amen heavens and earth will pass away. Don't you know Jesus said I've gone away to prepare a place for you don't you understand that city that John saw it was not already into creation when the Lord Jesus come to the earth he comes to get his bride first and then he goes back and starts building her house (laughs) oh glory to God he comes and pays the price and then he goes back and starts building her house and he's got up signs everywhere no devils alive no trespassing for the accuser no trespassing for the liar no trespassing for Satan or any of his angels that city that John saw descending from God out of heaven the devil ain't stepped not one toe in that city and he never will (laughs) oh my Notice how this voice in heaven identifies the consummation of salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and of his Christ with the ascension of the elect and the casting out of the devil. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down but there's one thing we got to say about that old boy. He's perseverant. Which accused them before God. Say it. Day and night. Now that's one thing about it. You've got to give him an A for effort. He gets an F on everything else. But he is the least perseverant. Can you imagine him accusing us Before the throne of God day and night. It's like he never stops. But once we go up, the accusation has ceased. So what is he accusing? Our humanity. Now what's really sad is when we will find ourselves in harmony with his accusation. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I've got all these fears. But my daddy didn't make it. My mama didn't make it. So and so didn't make it. It just runs in my family to be defeated. That's not what the Lord Jesus is saying about you. You have got the best lawyer anybody could ever have. And our lawyer says there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh. But after the Spirit. That's what the lawyer says. Amen. But the accuser on the other side said, ah, You know you ain't perfect. What about that little something that you said? That was a little white lie. Where'd you ever get that idea there was such a white lie? <laughs> Oh, you lost your temper and you done this and that. And you know what he wants you to do? He wants you to say about you what he says about you in heaven. I refuse to say what he says. Amen. Now I agree it might be easier sometime for my old flesh to agree with his accusation. But I'm not agreeing with his accusation. I'm agreeing with the confession of my lawyer. The prophet said, God can only do for you on earth, or in heaven rather, as you confess on earth. So if you say, He is my healer, He is my forgiver, He is my Holy Ghost baptizer, He is my redeemer, and you say it down here, what's He saying in heaven? I am His healer, I am His savior. Glory to God. I I am his redeemer. I am his El Shaddai. Look at who the accused are. Did you notice this voice didn't say that Satan accused him of his own. Do you realize a lost man and woman, they don't live under the constant accusation that you live under as a child of God. I'll tell you one thing, it ought to make even some of you dry hides just have you a spell. Whenever the devil goes to accusing you, even in your mind, that ought to be one of the best signs you know that you don't belong to him because he don't accuse his. That's right. You think he wants to go around telling them you're going to hell if you're smoking cigarettes. You're going to hell if you keep drinking that vodka. You're going to hell if you keep committing adultery. You think he's going to tell them and say, go ahead, drinker, buddy, drinker. Smoke one for me. Get higher in a car. Go ahead. Hey, do this and that or the other. He don't accuse his. He accuses God's. Amen. Well, blessed be the Lord. And let me just go ahead and sit this way. Those on the earth today who are accusing the bride, they are of their father, the devil. Amen. Uh-huh. and the works of their father they are doing as he is doing in heaven accusing the bride so are his subjects on the earth accusing the bride now oh they're a bunch of man followers they're this and that and the other go ahead and accuse us if you want to you're talking the devil's talk yeah. notice Job chapter 1 verse 6 oh my goodness don't tell me it's already this time don't look back don't look back Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And guess who showed up? The devil. And Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, have you considered my servant Job?" Wow. Man, what a testimony meeting when God's doing the testifying about you. That there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Now watch the accuser. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou made a hedge about him, about his house, about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance increased in the land. And but put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he has. He will curse thee to thy face. And Satan had proved once again, you were a liar. Amen. Amen. So he accused Job right to God When God had said he's perfect, there ain't nobody like him. And Satan come right back around to go right against what God said and said, that's not the truth. You curse him, you let this happen to him. Take his health, take his children, do this, that, and the other, while the man will curse you to your face. And the Lord said unto Satan, behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put forth not thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And how did this testimony meeting end up? God testified for him and the devil testified against him. Anybody know the book of Job, the end of how it come out? Well, you know, sometimes I figure God must testify about us. So if you consider my daughter down there, she loves me. Oh, sure, she's healthy. She's got this and that and the other. But let me touch her. Let me touch him. Let me do this and that. God said, oh, no. No, I know her. I know him. He loves me stand up. Praise the Lord. I didn't say I was done. I just asked you to stand up. So I'm going to read one more of scripture and we'll pick it up again. Zechariah chapter three, verse one. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. Look at this Hebrew word, what resist means. Ah, Satan. Satan. So you see, when people resist the word, when they resist the higher power, it is Satan. To be and act as an adversary, resist or oppose. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuked thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and he stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him and said, This is what happened to us. Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. And this is what God did for us. We were as filthy as we could be, but God caused us to change clothes. In Romans 8, 32, he spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. This is why you don't have to argue with the devil. You don't have to say oh, I'm saved, I've got the Holy Ghost on a certain day, I, I've done this, I've done the when you get done with all of that. If he argued with God about Job, he'll argue with you about you. Will right. really he not? So you just ignore him and keep testifying. I'm saved, and I know that I am. I'm saved, and I know that I am. I'm saved, and I know that I am. I'm so glad, I know that I am. I'm sanctified, and I know that I am. I'm sanctified, and I know that I am. I'm sanctified, and I know that I am. I'm so glad I know that I am. Well, I'm bright and I know that I am. I'm bright and I know that I am. I'm bright and I know that I am. I'm so glad I know that I am. Just one more. Romans 8.34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Hebrews 9.24. For Christ has not entered into the holy place and made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God for us. And here's how you'll overcome. Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb Amen. and by the word of their testimony. Now many people try to use this scripture to say, well we got to have testimony meeting in the church. I don't even know what their scriptures to even say. It. They never even had testimony services when this has been written. It's your life It's what you say about you. It's what you say, it's what you live. I'm not talking about just from your mouth all the time. I'm talking about the man in the engine room. It's what you think about yourself from your deepest parts of your hearts. You remember years and years ago whenever I preached on the Titanic and how it was that which was submerged that brought down that which was so large and so visible. And whenever we say, oh, I believe, I believe. But it's not just this upper man up here on the outside that believes. But it's what the man in the engine room says. The outside man, says, oh, yes, I believe, I believe. But the man inside says, yeah, you believe he can do it, but it won't do it for you. And you see, that man in the engine room is the one that dictates a lot about who we are and how much results we get in our life. So we spend much of our time battling between the man out on the deck. He's got the binoculars, and he's looking around and saying, wow, look at all that. Man, Ain't that beautiful? I know I can do it. And the guy down in the engine room said, I'm scared to death. Oh, no. Oh, no. God will do it, but it won't do it for me. You've got to get them two guys together. Amen. And if you can get them two guys together, like the prophet said about the Lord Jesus, he was so unconscious of his faith. And God wants the real believers to, I'm trying, I'm trying to have faith. No, no, no. You need to let faith just so live itself out of you. How many of y'all control your heartbeat at night when you're asleep? How many regulate your blood pressure at night when you're asleep? When God made us, he made a wonderful thing. Many things he divided between the consciousness, the first conscience and the subconscious. You know that is, it is. You get so used to walking down steps, you don't have to even look at them until you think about it. You ever notice how that works? And then you go to looking down steps that you've been down and you'll, you'll miss it. It's amazing. I just did it the other day. It's amazing how many you'll miss because you take it from the subconscious where it's committed to and then the conscience goes to doing it and the subconscious is trying to walk you but you won't let it. Yeah. And that's the a real faith is in our soul. Real faith can look at the promise of God and say, I don't understand it, but I believe it anyhow. Yes. I believe what he said. Praise the Lord. And the outside, trying to figure it out and reason. But your testimony is I'm saved. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm bride. I am elect. He loves me. When there is a rapture, or you say the rapture is already gone. It can't be. I'm still here. Amen. And you need to have the kind, right kind of faith. If there's only one going out of Happy Valley, you say, Brother Donnie, I love you, pal, but you better move to another church because I am going. Well, no, no, probably everybody in the church before me, you need to have the revelation, Lord God, I'm going. You died for me. You come to set me free. You sent the message for me. I'm going, that's my testimony. That's who I am. And the devil's accusing and accusing. Don't you notice? This is the way they overcome it. It's like they wasn't even affected by what he said. They was more affected by what they said than what he said. So it was the blood of the lamb coupled together was what they were saying they were in Christ Jesus. The believer's legal testimony has more sway in heaven than the devil's lying mouth. God cannot admit lies into the court of evidence against you. But he can and will admit your testimony as legal evidence. (laughs) Well, what if you say, well, I'm not sure I'm saved. Oh, no, I I don't know. I'm not sure if I believe the message. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, you need to get sure. You need to get sure. Then line your testimony right up with it. That way your testimony can be admitted as evidence for your innocence. So when the bride goes out of this place, you're going to go with her. Brother, sister, when Satan comes down, we think we're in trouble now. Oh, the world, the earth has never been where it's at right now. It is nothing, nothing compared to what it's going to be in just a little while. It'll be such a tragic change from one day to the next. One day the bride will be here, let's say it like this. The bride will be here, say, tomorrow. And then the Lord Jesus calls the rapture tomorrow evening. By Friday morning, the change will be so Catastrophic. The world will not be able to comprehend what has happened. Then religious people will start going to church. Buildings will explode. I hope they enjoy our new one. I told Carol today, I hope they don't get to have one service there myself. I hope we never even have to have a dedication service. He said, What do you mean? I hope Jesus is coming. Let the Bank of Tennessee have it. Praise the Lord. But people will run to the altar. They'll scream. They'll cry. They'll get up and they'll feel so much better. They'll feel so different. How can you say that, Brother Donnie? They're doing it now. The Spirit of God has has written Ichabod over many of these church doors for years. And they're still moved upon emotionally and feel like they're having a revival. It's an intellectual gathering how grateful we ought to be to have a church where the Spirit of God is welcome. Don't ever let us do nothing that'll grieve Him, children. Let's bow our heads, shall we? Oh, Lord God. Heavenly Father, in one way, these things are fearful. No wonder you told us in the book of Luke Pray you, therefore, always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Dear Lord Jesus, we pray if there's one here tonight whose name is on that book, and that name has not yet been finished, they're not yet maybe filled with the Holy Ghost, they love you, they love the message, but they've not yet broke through. And behind the veil, may this be the night, Lord. Maybe it's somebody in Canada streaming. Maybe it's somebody that tomorrow in Austria or, or Newfoundland or Greenland or Iceland somewhere, and they may go back and hear this service and something will strike their heart. They're at home or on their job, wherever they are. Oh, Lord God. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Take us away from this place. Our government is so rotten. Our school systems are so rotten that they're trying to teach our children without the knowledge of their parents all this transgender stuff. Walt Disney even putting it in their cartoons to where males are kissing males. Oh sure, they start out little and they see it in the cartoon. And then it goes to impregnating their minds. that that's the normal. That is not the normal. He made them male and female. We don't believe in 14 genders. We believe in two. Because that's what you made. And we're not ashamed to say it tonight, Lord. Amen. Lord, every day it's getting worse. How much longer, Jesus? Like the children of Israel of old, they cried and they wept. It's amazing to me that you sending their deliverance was timed with the voice of their cry because you told Moses, I have heard the groanings, I have heard the crying, the sighing of my children down there in the land of Egypt and I'm sending you down to deliver them. Oh, we have to be honest, we've had it pretty easy really, but Lord, more and more I'm hearing it. Brother Darrell tell me the other day everywhere he's traveling, he's hearing people talk about it. They're praying for the coming of the Lord. It's a shame that you have to do us that way, but it's that old lazy human nature of ours. Come, Lord Jesus. Take us away, Father. Get us out of this place, Lord. We can leave our sickness, our troubles, our worries behind, Father. But we don't want to just go to heaven to get rid of all of our trash. We don't want to just go to heaven to get rid of all of our burdens. We want to go to heaven to see you. To spend eternity with you, for you are the love of our life. Come, sweet Jesus. Come, sweet Jesus. Take us out of this Sodom. Take us out of Sodom, Lord God. Every day this place is more unfit for us to live here. Come, Jesus. Come, Jesus. Lord God, call every name who's on that book, we pray. Bring them in, Lord. Maybe somebody in Africa, somebody here in Johnson City, somebody in Elizabethan, somebody in Toronto, in Edmonton, wherever they might be. Call their names, Father. Speak their names, Lord God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come, sweet Jesus. Take me from this place I really don't belong here now I want to see your face Come sweet Jesus Oh come take me Come to everybody now. Oh, come, sweet Jesus. roll. Please. Father, we bless your name tonight, Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the service. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for the assurance that we have that when this comes on the earth, we will be hid away in Christ Jesus. Most of us couldn't even afford to buy a bomb shelter if they worked. Most of us would not have the clout to be able to go into the White House and hide in the bunker there where they will hide the president and all the great officials of America. But Lord Jesus, the poorest man on the earth, little brothers and sisters that I've been privileged to see in India and Africa and third countries around the world don't even have electricity in their home, don't even have a wood floor or a concrete floor, have just a dirt floor in their little dwelling. Yet, Lord God, they hold within their soul tonight the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And when kings are left in their palaces, when potentates are left in their great places on the earth to go through hell, saints of God will go flying out of this world in a moment in a twinkling of an hour. They off-scouring look down upon hated, rejected, and despised, but they accepted you, Lord Jesus. We love you so much, Father. Go with us now, we pray. Bring us back at the appointed time, we ask. And the church said, Amen. How many wants to be ready with all your heart? Remember I told you the other night, friends, Russia has already developed this super stealth bomber and they have named it the messenger. The messenger. The names of the bombs that the great authorities were saying that they could send two to the east coast, two to the west coast, and totally annihilate America. The names of those bombs are Satan II. America turned down God's messenger. So Putin's got one for them. They turned down God, so they're going to get Satan too. Satan too ain't who I am. I had Satan one before, and I sure don't want Satan too. I'm glad I got the king of kings... And the Lord of Lords. Oh, there, only. what about our children? What about our loved ones? When these people come up here for prayer, I'll tell you the same thing that I told that individual. Plead for God's mercy. Your prayer will not make your family bride. Abraham did not pray that Lot would be bride. He prayed Lot would be spared. Don't give up on your your family. Don't give up on them. Keep praying. Keep asking God. Your prayer will not transform them from Lot to Abraham. But God may save them. Amen. I'd rather them be that than wind up being lost. Amen. Right? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in the fear of God. Brother Darrell will be taking the service your Sunday. He was scheduled to be gone out of town. But whenever he heard about our sister's memorial service, he said he had called and changed that meeting. And I so appreciate him doing it for us. So come back Sunday. you just expecting the Lord to move. I love you. If I don't see you again, I'll meet you on the other side. God bless you. Let's sing something, Mary. Sing them happy.
1: will some glad.
0: God bless you, saints. Love you in the Lord.
1: When this life is over, i fly away to a home on God's celestial shore.